0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by the Sensory Learning Center with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guests illuminate how right now, there's more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks.
2: Hello and welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope. I am your host, Betsy Hicks, and today's lecture is going to be really should call it a lecture. (laughs) But today's uh, wonderful guidance is going to come from a friend of mine. His name is Rob Oker, and we're going to be talking about parenting techniques and creating the right energy in the home and family to raise special children. Before we begin, I'd like to first thank Sensory Learning Center for their sponsorship for this show. Rob. Rob Oker is a middle school guidance counselor in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin School District. As an educator, his passion and life purpose has been to guide, inspire, motivate, and empower youths of all ages. He is a contributing author of the original book, Indigo Children, by Lee Carroll and Jan Tober in 1999. He is also working on his next series of books, The Seven Abilities of Empowerment, The Seven Abilities of Evolved Children, and The Quest for the Seven Sacred Stones, which is a children's fantasy novel that is written with the help of these magic. During the summer months, he he consults as a family dynamics consultant at Pathways Medical Advocates in Delavan, Wisconsin. I welcome Rob to the show. Thank you, Rob, for being on.
3: Hi. How are you doing?
2: I am great, and I'm very excited to have this as a, a subject today because we talk so much on this show about all the physical problems that our children are facing. And be it as they get better and they're thrown into more of a world of um, n- now we have to work on everything from the social to what's happening in our home. Um And even as they are going through a lot of the healing process, this is a really important topic. So I guess my first question to you is, as a guidance counselor in your work and with the school systems and with families, what do you feel is working and not working in guiding these, this unique generation of children? Yeah,
3: unique is right. Uh, I, you know, it's so wonderful to talk about children today and have, to have a conversation about helping these kids and helping families. And when you ask about what's working and what's not working, there are a lot of things that are, are out of balance. And it, um, the school system's, the, the families, some of the homes. But when you really get down to the core, Betsy, of really what's happening with uh, these children, I think it begins at the home as it always has. And so what I want to, the first rule of success, and it su- supersedes all others, is to have energy. And that's what I want to talk about today with children and families is to master energy management. When I talk about energy management, I'm talking about families that are functional and well-adjusted families that know how to master this energy. And energy management is the ability to focus and deal with the stressors where we can empower and help nourish our children and families.
2: So what do you mean by energy? I, I mean, Well, I, me asking that question is kind of funny because, <laughs> because our whole practice is about energy medicine. Sure. But I think that's something that I want people to understand. Is the whole piece of what energy... Some people think energy is... Um, their ability to have stamina. But energy is everything. It's everywhere. And explain a little bit more about what's good, what's bad energy. Or...
3: Well, in the framework of family dynamics, I'm talking about energy because you can talk about vibration and energy in many different ways. But in the framework of families, in the framework of children, and um, energy is a power or force of action that can be positive or negative. That positive force, that, that uh, positive energy can lead to a balance and harmony within a family. Uh, for example, positive thoughts and words that have positive energy behind them build relationships and families. Um, the families that have that positive energy are in line with what is working in their lives.
2: And, and you know, this is something I really want to touch on because that whole positive energy in a household is really misunderstood by so many people as to what positive energy is. Some people think, you know, positive energy is about having a perfectly organized, clean, wonderful, you know, this, this um, fault-free environment. And that's not necessarily what's creating positive energy. A Positive energy, to me, at least the way I understand it more, is, you know, a child that gets home and the first thing you say to them is, I love you. You have a great day. You look wonderful today. Um, let's let's talk, as opposed to coming home and say, "Why are you late? What did you screw up today?" I mean, is that what we're looking at as far as what yeah, positive energy is? Exactly.
3: You're focusing on what's working, what's going right in the family. Everybody, you know, knows what's not working in their lives or what what they need to work on. But when you focus on the positive things and the things that are going right in your life, you really shift the paradigm of how you can deal with the whole cycle of the family dynamic. And, you know, um, positive relationships, just coming home and saying something positive, you know, and opening it with a question of, you know, I'm, I'm, tell me about your day today You know, I, I know some wonderful things happened. Just tell me three wonderful things that started off. It really shifts the, the focus of a positive world. How you manage that family energy is really what I want to get to today because a lot of people um, say, oh, yeah, well, I'm positive, or we do this, we do that. But what you really have to work on it. It's a skill. What controls your energy? Right now, things are controlling your time. Things are controlling your relationships. Things are controlling your money. And things are controlling your children. These are all energies. How you put your energy into your time, your relationships, your money, and your children is how you manage the world around you. And that is what I want to talk about. It's important to concentrate and manage your energy. You must focus your energy on important things that, instead of just worrying about meaningless things, nothing will add more power to your life, Betsy, than concentrating all of your energy on a limited set of goals. I think we must focus on the full power of managing our energy for ourselves and our family.
2: Okay, so let's start with what some of these um, ideas are of the ways that we can put this together.
3: And okay, I Okay. so what I, so to do that, I came up with a framework here, and I love the, uh, the concept of seven, like the seven abilities of empowerment with my book that I'm working on right now. And uh, I came up with uh, an idea called the seven pillars of a family wellness plan. Because to build this energy with your family is, and to manage this energy, you have to have a family wellness plan, a plan that is going to build a healthy, functional family. And um, so we're going to talk right now and have a discussion about the seven pillars of a family wellness plan. And what I wanted to do is to talk about the pillars because I view pillars as a metaphor for strength of the family, Mm -hmm. for the foundation, a pillar for support. And these pillars are the strength and support of your family wellness plan.
2: Okay, okay. So what's pillar number one?
3: Pillar number one, concentrate your energy on building positive family relationships. I think we just talked all about energy here and energy management. But um, as parents, commit yourself to the following wellness plan. One of the greatest gifts I think you can give to your child is to model, practice a personal wellness plan. Health and wellness are great goals to have for all family members.
2: i, I got to say, when I, the first thing I think of when I see positive family relationships, I think of my daughter's who fight nonstop, yeah. And individually, they're wonderful. But um, I think a lot of it is because they're both competing for my attention. Exactly. Um, now, with their brother who is dealing with autism, you know, they're very understanding and very patient and good with him. But towards each other, it's, it's a constant battle.
3: And family relationships take work every day and day out, especially when you have siblings that love to fight. And, and, oh, that, uh, and what they're doing right there is they're seeking for attention, they're seeking for a need of behavior that really is not, they're not getting at that time. So by as a parent and as a person that loves their children, to facilitate that and to bring out the best so you can build that f- positive relationship and tap into what they're not getting at the time is really key, because that builds family wellness.
2: Okay, so uh, uh, one thing I have learned is to spend time with them individually. That mm-hmm. that that definitely seems to help. Um, the other thing I've learned to do is stay out of their arguments and to let them kind of do it out on their own instead of me trying to be the referee for many mm-hmm. things. Um, but that whole positive family relationship... I, I, I want to talk more about, and I don't want to focus on the negative, but I, I think this is an important piece. Is If if my son is not feeling well, his stomach is giving him a problem or something, something he's just out of whack, he's unregulated, it puts me, it, that energy, that bad energy that he is, mm-hmm. is, is creating, stirs up in me. Mm-hmm. And then I snap at child number one who snaps child right. number two who brings it back And it just goes full circle. Right.
3: It's the frustration cycle, Betsy, and it happens to so many families. And when the frustration cycle happens with that, the negative energy builds and the negative energy starts to destroy. And then you break down the family dynamic and the family positive relationships. So let's go back to build that family relationship. Let's go back to how you can can fulfill that need of what's happening with your son at that time. Okay. Maybe it's just that deep listening. What do you need right now? And reframing it to a positive You know, unfortunately, you didn't get what you wanted to eat, but fortunately, we have something here that you really like. You choose what you want. I'm so glad you're at the dinner table with us tonight. You make our dinner worthwhile. All right, you've reframed it. Whether it acts differently is a different thing, but at least you put it into a more positive tone. You put it into a positive energy, and then they have to choose.
2: And then you really have to ignore the bad behavior at that point. Exactly,
3: exactly, because they're trying to get attention to have you react and to get into that brain drain or that family-destroying cycle of negative energy. And it happens to so many, so many people because what, kids know it, they can get energy from it, and when they get energy, the cycle continues. So break that cycle and focus on the positive, positive things, focus on positive relationships.
2: Okay. So pillar number one is concentrate your energy on building positive family relationships is what we're looking at. Exactly. And um, this is in true within marriages as well, too. Very, very important to keep.
3: These seven pillars of wellness, I think, can go with any any family, any, any, any couple listening to this program. I think these are pillars that build a well-functional human being.
2: Okay. Um, we are going to be taking a break in just a moment here. When we get back... Let's hit uh, Pillar 2 to 7. We've got a lot to go, but this is very exciting as we can take each step and work to build better relationships within our home, creating a better energy level. We'll be right back with Rob Oker. Don't go away.
0: A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness.
4: We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue, to sum everything up, is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me.
5: The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com.
2: Hi, this is Mark Victor Hansen. You know me for Chicken Soup of the Soul, the One Minute Millionaire, and Cracking the Millionaire Code. And what I want you to know is that if you want to have rip-roaringly good health, listen to Health Crusades by my friend John Farley.
1: Tune in to Health Crusades with John Farley every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, only on Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy.
2: Hello and welcome back. I am here with Rob Ocher, who is an amazing guidance counselor as well as family dynamics consultant. And we are talking about the seven pillars of a family wellness plan Basically, the first pillar we talked about, concentrate your energy on building positive family relationships. Pillar number two, Rob, what do we have for pillar number two? All right.
3: Focusing on pillar number two is unplug from the TV drug and the digital world. We talk about TV all the time, but when you are with the family together, unplug from the TV drug and the digital world. Betsy, I was teaching a graduate course a while back ago, and I, was, I asked the attendees who were all teachers in your classrooms, how many of students have a TV in the bedroom? I just kind of wanted to do a little survey and a little research. And the kindergarten teacher raised her hand, and she stated that she asked the same question to 28 students in her class. She uh, was astonished that all 28 kids raised their hand and said that they had a TV in the bedroom.
2: That is just scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from that, there's also the electromagnetic piece of it that's scary, too, right. because and these kids should not be getting these waves so close to their right. beds. But and still, I mean, what they're learning, unbelievable.
3: That's a whole other energy thing, too, here. The energy coming from a TV screen and computer screens is a totally different energy that's coming from the natural sunlight. You know, the brain and the research coming out with that is fascinating, plus also violence-related TV. I mean, I'm not here to talk negative about TV, but what I want to say is a balance, a harmony, unplugging from the TV um, drug, and yes, it can be a drug because it can be very addictive. You know, the part of the brain that lights up when you watch TV puts you in a real kind of a zombie stage, and that's why people get feel really good or really um, comfortable watching a lot of TV. But what happens is um, you have to get away from that and to build family dynamics, to to, to focus on family wellness. And so even if it's starting one day a week and I'm saying, okay, we're going to make tonight a game night, uh, instead of a TV night, mm-hmm. the more, um, the more things you can do to do that, the more we can disconnect from the digital world. We live in such a digital world right now and these, this kid is, a, these kids that we are dealing with and that are our children are digital generation. Well that's going to be a part of their lives, and we 're going to have to incorporate it as a part of our lives and The whole culture is going to change because of that and it is as we speak, but we need to still focus on unplugging and disconnecting from the digital world in balance and connecting more with families that build a family dynamic wellness
2: what, when one thing that really worked for me and um is when I had moved to Wisconsin, I decided there would not be a TV in our family room anymore. That the family room would be a game room, a discussion room, a reading room, but it was no longer a room to watch television. Um, And then what we did is we put the TV in kind of a remote, unused corner of the house, um, making it not so accessible, not easy to just turn on as you're walking by and have on while you're doing your homework. It was there, and, and there were appropriate times, and trust me, as a mom, there were times I loved to send them to the television, mm-hmm. but it wasn't so in our face. And that definitely made a huge difference. Right. And, you know, for the families
3: out there, that you know this is a, it's part of everybody's life, and we're living in such a world where, you know, now flat screens and projection TVs, as you can see, a whole wall of television. What I'm talking about here is balance. And and by mean balances is finding some time where you can say, okay, I'm going to challenge my family right now to say two nights a week we're not going to watch TV, but we're going to do something together as a family. Play cards. We're going to play games. We're going to maybe go somewhere together as a family. And so you focus the dynamics of each other, talking to each other, and working with each other. And um you know that you know, we can talk about this on a whole show. Right, but you really the, could. But the key about it is is to find that balance with your family and challenge yourself to unplug from the T V drug in the digital world.
2: And maybe set limits, time limits yeah, as, as totally. well. You have um, to
3: you have to set some type of plan if you're gonna do this right. because you can't say, Okay, I'm just gonna turn the T V off.
2: Right. Some... Especially with the summer, because they can get lost in there. Right. All right. I, in, in the interest of time, let's move over to Pillar 3. What is Pillar 3?
3: Pillar 3, um, the old dinner table. Cherish family dinner time.
2: Oh, you know you touched my heart here.
3: <laughs> and what I mean, I, I want to talk about cherish that family dinner dinner time. We are in such a fast-going society. We live in such a time where we're not really nourishing and cherishing that place that every family still has and can work with, and that's eating together at the dinner table. It's an ideal time not only to nourish your body, but also nourish the relationships with your family members.
2: Yes. And I actually find even preparing dinner is a time of nourishing those relationships. Um, We were fortunate enough to to redo a kitchen. We moved into a house last year that was older that we had to redo and I made it to make sure that there was a spot for my kids to sit and they could watch me make no. my dinner, no. which you could bring a chair in. You don't need to have a stool there. You could bring a chair in. It was a time where I could easily be talking to them. I, I mean, I couldn't be making eye contact, but at least I could be talking to them. And then they saw how it was put together, and then we, you know, they'd help do little things, and we'd, we'd bring it to the table together. Dinner time is so important to me. I will give up just about anything um, extracurricular to be able to have that time with my family because it's, it's almost sacred. I mean, it's almost as if that is like a sacred experience to us. I mean, we'll, we'll pray and thank for, our, thank for our food. We have conversations of the day, but um, it it's, brings us closer.
3: It's a place where that pillar is really grounded. And when I talk about, you know, I see the family dinner table and eating together and eating meals together and not being rushed. You know, some of my uh, greatest memories is when you can be around a dinner table and a family table and say some positive things. For example, we used to do this high-low game, and I know Mm -hmm. families that do this too. You sit down at the dinner table, and it's a time for social communication. It's a time for positive energy. It's, It's a time for family team building. And we used to say, Okay, what was the high? What was the best thing that happened to you today? Mm-hmm. And I want everybody to share their high and then you go around and everybody can be validated and has an opportunity to share as part of that whole family dynamic. Excellent. And then also what was the low? You know, what what what, what bummed you up today? You know, what didn't go so well today? I want to hear about that. your family wants to hear about that.
2: Yeah. And when yeah. you
3: have other family members saying, Hey man, I didn't know that happened to you today. Sorry about that. Yeah. I didn't mean to pick on you so hard, or I didn't mean to tease you so hard as a brother or sister. Right. But that's all communication, and that communication is building family wellness. And so maybe make it where you do a high lower. you talk about what was the best part of your day or what was the worst part of your day, and everybody has a turn, and everybody has to listen to that person who has a turn. And what's interesting about that, Betsy, is I hear kids that crave for
2: this. Yeah,
3: they come back and they say, "Okay, I want family dinner. It's my time. I want to share my high. I want to share my high. something happened today. Oh, you got to wait your turn." Right. But what's
2: happening there? It's building
3: family. That's excellent. Family team building skills. That, that's excellent. And
2: I, once again, this is a subject that could be a, a show all on its own. But I'm so fearful of what sports are doing to family dinner time. People getting so. Um, I mean, sports aren't what they used to be. It's not just an hour of practice after right. school, and, and you know, games and all of this stuff.
3: Activities, go, 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 go. You know, That's where, as a parent and a parent of the 21st century, you have to set some boundaries and some limits. What are the priorities that you find pillars in your life? Getting that person to that activity, that club, that sport, is that a priority or is that a priority, like you mentioned, Betsy, to have that family dinner time? Even if it's one night a week, start somewhere. It's not where you start, it's where you finish, but you got to start somewhere and make it one night a week and make it a priority to find some balance in that. And I'll tell you, they will appreciate that family family, and children in the family are reaching out for this. They're not reaching out for us how many sports and how many teams or right. activities or things they can go to. They're reaching out how much time can I have with my mom and dad and with the people in my family that is valuable to me that builds our family.
2: And one thing we, we need to mention, because I know you and I are on the same page with this because we already mentioned it in Pillar 2, but do not, do not have the television on right. during during family dinner time.
3: <laughs> don't have the DVD, don't have any MP3, don't have any computer on. And that is, again, a commitment that you have to make. If you're hearing this program, you can say, oh, yeah, but unplug from it and don't have it on. Challenge yourself that this night we're only going to eat and focus together and focus our communication with each other.
2: Right, right, important. Okay, let's move on to Pillar 4. We have a couple minutes till break. Um, Pillar
3: 4 is? Pillar 4 is share and tell stories. The old ancient storytelling is families are built on stories. Stories are so important to families because they are passed on and they carry from generation to generation. And I think we've gotten away from that, is that every family has a story and every family can share their story. Examples of this, Betsy, about reading fairy tales together. You know, I'm fascinated about this because these children, you say, what connects with them and what works with them? Well, there's something magical that happens when you read a fairy tale with somebody. And there's modern-day fairy tales, too, that are out there. And but Albert Einstein asked, you know, how is it that you turned out to be such a genius in terms of some of your ideas and your imagination? And he says, you know, it was my mother. And he quoted his mother as saying, his mother used to read him fairy tales. Yeah. That's huge. And so that's storytelling. That's that story that works through the child's mind and the child's brain, and yeah. they can interpret it in a way that builds stories and builds moral reasoning and builds self-concept. Um, another idea of the storytelling is to videotape your parents and grandparents and have them share their family traditions and how they managed – and focus their energy throughout their personal stories. This is huge. Just um, last weekend, I, I sat down with my dad and his best friend for 52 years, and I got the digital video cam out, and I go, tell me your story. How did you guys meet?
2: Oh, and it was awesome. Idea. That's a great idea. It was
3: empowering. I found things about my dad when he was in junior high and high school that I never knew. <laughs> well, But at the same time, <laughs> he shared those stories that I could pass on to my children, and also he can, um, he can leave his legacy. Again, everybody has a story. Share yours.
2: All right. We need to go to a break now. Uh, when we come back, we will hit uh, Pillar 5, 6, and 7. Don't go away. We're here with Rob Boker. Thank you.
0: opinions options answers voice america health and wellness
4: we had a wonderful experience in our trip to the sensory learning institute and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies and we brought home a child who was vastly different we brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me.
5: The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com.
6: The pressures to be thin or ideal go beyond the Hollywood headlines. In fact, those suffering from eating disorders in the U.S. number in the millions, and eating disorders such as anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, and binge eating are more common than Alzheimer's disease. Eating disorders affect men, women, adolescents, as well as young children. On Understanding Eating Disorders, Dr. Tom Scales, an internist and psychiatrist, uncovers the causes and characteristics of various eating disorders and shares his expertise on current treatment approaches. Expert guests and personal stories from some who have recovered reveal the depth of emotional conflicts of these dangerously obsessive conditions and the resolutions that work. Tune in to Understanding Eating Disorders with Dr. Tom Scales every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Understanding Eating Disorders, the cycle of eating disorders can be broken.
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy.
2: Hello, welcome back. We are here with Rob Oker, family dynamics consultant and guidance counselor and we are talking about the seven pillars of family wellness plan how to create good energy in your home the first pillar was about building positive family relationships the second pillar was about unplugging from the tv drug and the digital world pillar 3 is cherishing the family dinner time um, and pillar 4 was share and tell stories we move now into pillar 5 which is
3: Pillar 5, we're going to talk about exercise here, and I just don't want to talk about the regular exercise, but Pillar 5 states exercise with the brain in motion and to build heart intelligences. Now, let's explain that a little bit here because exercise is so huge for families you know just to build wellness if you want to be well and healthy we need to exercise but when some people hear the word exercise they're going oh okay <laughs> what what the image that exercise means for different people have different right, perspectives right. so what i'm saying here though is exercise can can be so important to not only the body but the brain and also the heart and so go outside i mean it's summer right now here And it's time to go outside, go for a walk, take a hike together, ride a bike, do something that does not drain the brain, but do something that motivates the body. Get moving. Movement builds families because when families are moving together with some type of exercise, whether it's a walk together, whether it it is a bike ride together. I mean, I've been doing a lot of that this summer. My daughter and my wife and I, we've been going on bike rides all over the place. we just did the Wisconsin Dells, and we did a huge bike ride through Wisconsin. They're beautiful, but it brought a cohesion. It brought yeah. something for us to do to get exercise and do together. Yeah. And so many kids are obese.
2: Yeah.
3: And so many kids are overweight. And so many family members are overweight. And the key to building wellness and doing that is if you're making a plan, an action plan, Betsy is what I'm talking about, Make a way where you can fit exercise into your life. Now, I want to go a little bit into that, though, and not only talk about exercise for the body, but I want to talk about exercise for the brain. Um, I've been doing a lot of presentations and been a lot of interest on um, helping the brain in motion and and heart intelligences and how we can use movement and learning to help kids and help children because I feel there's a lot of research coming out. We're finding so many fascinating things about the human brain and the way these child, children are learning right now. And as educators and as parents and as anybody concerned and that cares about people, we have to know how to teach and reach these children. And a way that I've found that's really working is using movement and learning and movement and exercises because it stimulates part of the brain that helps coordinate a lot of things, not only physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally.
2: Excellent. Now, we're talking about about you know, doing exercise as a family and taking walks especially because of the fact that, number one, you can't have any other influences like a television or radio that's coming you know, in the background. You're not totally out of breath because if you're, if you're walking as opposed to if you're all... Um, doing something physical together that might give you some distance. Um, It really is a good way of connecting as a family again. And it really can just be around the block. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to drive someplace to walk.
3: No. And, you know, so much happens when you're walking. Again, you're outside. You're getting the natural lighting. You're rebooting the brain with that natural light. But also you're building a family dynamic with your family walking together. You know, do do a family hike, you know, if it's around the block together. Make a plan. Say, okay, we're going on a family hike today. Whoa, we're, we're going to climb a mountain? No, <laughs> we're just going to walk around the block, and then everybody has to share something about what they observed or saw in their family hike. Right,
2: right. Um, some of my favorite memories of walks with my family is during a rainstorm. Mm. I mean, now you have to be careful about thunder in, in the Midwest and, and the South, but... Um, you know, when it's really hot, like, you know, like 85, 90 degrees out and it starts to rain, it is such a fun time to take a walk because everybody is just silly. You can't help but feel silly when you're out there mm-hmm. being soaked on. Right. And that's, that's always been good memories for me as well.
3: And the key with that pillar, Betsy, is to start something. And to build family wellness and to have that action plan is exercise with the brain emotion and build heart intelligences is to start something, do something today. Make a plan today to get some exercise.
2: All right, let's go over to pillar six.
3: Pillar six, eat in ways that empower your body, brain, and heart.
2: Another good one with me. <laughs> I love this. So, what are your recommendations? Certainly, I have my own, but what are your recommendations on this?
3: Well, if you're going to be well, you have to fuel the body, as you know, and you have to drink good water. I mean, we can do a whole show on water, and I do a whole segment on water. But you have to eat healthy foods that are natural and listen to Betsy Hicks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Appreciate yeah. that. Total confidence. Yeah, I, I can't stress enough in this end. Um, it, it's amazing to me as I, as I train my families to eat better and as we teach them about what foods will make them feel better, just how much more energy they have, how um, good and more positive they are. Let's face it, bad energy foods create bad energy in your home.
3: You're breaking down that energy idea again. Yeah. You know, it, again, what is energy? Energy is everything, and when you talk about food... What you put into you is what you're going to get out. Yeah. And that's exactly with. if you're putting in a good energy and good food, let's talk about water a little bit here. Um, water is so huge. Water is a miracle miracle substance, I believe, and these, they're finding so much research coming out about water and the brain and the learning connection, what's happening with water is the body's weight is about 50 to 80% water. The brain must might be much as 90% water. There are so many people dehydrated in this country or throughout the world. We need to drink roughly about one quart of water for every 100 pounds of body weight. And the more water is needed during periods of high stress, extreme right. heat, extreme cold, and families that are in chaos, families that are in that negative energy that aren't aligned, that are, aren't working together are stressed out, and if they're stressed out, you can still have some water to help build that right away.
2: Now, we're talking not soda, not juice, not milk. We're talking water. Just
3: I'm, I'm, your, talking your, water. I'm talking good about good water. I'm talking about filtered good water right. because that is really important. Because, uh, you know, I mean, and here's a plug for the water bottle industry, but, but you know, if you're drinking water that it has chemicals or something in it or chlorine, that's going to affect your body too. Right. So find a way to get filtered water, and almost everybody now is, is looking for that. But make sure that you drink something. And um, I always say to drink them in, in the really hard plastic type of drinking glasses. You can see how many ounces you're drinking. At the same time, You it protects the water from the sun or it protects the water from extreme cold. and. It really is helpful.
2: Technically, glass is the best. Right. But glass will break. Right. And so, so when
3: you're on a, in a family so, on the mood, get one of those hard yeah. plastic water bottles. Right. You can get them at a camp store or any any type of outdoor. Food. Um,
2: it is. It's an important. It's an important piece. And you mentioned about how much to drink. Um, our rule here and what we tell people is: you take your body weight, you cut it in half, and that's how many ounces you should drink a day. Exactly. So. Um, can we move on to pillar seven? Yeah. Six? Let's go into pillar seven. Pillar seven. We We're not going to be able to finish it, but let's start it up. All
3: right. The last pillar of um, the I mean, finish it before break seven pillars doing. of a family wellness plan is validate the importance of each family member and the role they play in the family. Um, I want to really express how important this is, it is to validate the children in your family, validate your husband, validate your wife, validate anybody that is living within your family, and tell them how important they are and what role they play with the family. Everybody really likes to hear that because then it empowers them to say, I'm an important part of this family. This family is important to me. A simple and profound way to do this is to say the magic three words and mean them from your heart. And the magic three words I'm talking about is I love you. Tell each other you love them every day. Focus your energy on what's working and what you like about their behavior. Focus on positive energy.
2: Yeah. One person in the household who doesn't agree to this can set off the entire piece of the household. If you're living with somebody who is constantly creating negativity, even if it's to the dog, I mean, when, when, you're, when you're constantly sh- showing that off, it makes it very difficult to shift the home. And you have to find ways to kind of like put a bubble around you and the rest of the family to shed yourself from this negativity. Yeah. Let's face it, you know, as much as this sounds awesome to me, and I know how much it helped in my current family situation, but if you are living with somebody who's negative, how do you, how do you get away from that?
3: Yeah, that's huge. How do you, how do you stay positive around a negative environment? and you, therefore you have to focus more on what's working and what's going right in your life. And if you're around a negative person, find ways to, um, number one, not be around them, but if that doesn't ha- happen, find r- ways to um, reframe something to the positive and model for them and help teach them that that's not working for you, it's not working for our family. And, you know, you know, being around negative People and not becoming negative yourself is a challenge for everybody because there are a lot of negative people out there in all our environments, whether it's work, family, um, home, whatever it is. But the most important thing is to focus yourself on staying well and staying positive and surround yourself around people that are gonna validate that and surround yourself around people that are going to feed you with that positive. And that's a hard thing to do because you have to sometimes search out and find those people give that message to your children if your children are not finding positive people in their life if your children are finding negative people have them find somebody that's a positive influence have them make a connection that somebody is whether it's picking up the phone whether it's talking to your guidance counselor Mr. Oaker (laughs) whether it's talking to somebody that they trust that's an aunt uncle that's a positive influence kids need that we need that we need to surround ourselves around positive energy so we don't become negative around negative people
2: Excellent. Excellent advice, Rob. We're going to go to our last break right now, and then we'll come back and wrap this all back together, um, putting together all the different pillars that he spoke of. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Rob Oker.
0: learn more live better voice america health and wellness
4: we had a wonderful experience in our trip to the sensory learning institute and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies and we brought home a child who was vastly different we brought home a child Who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me?
5: The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement. And the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. The Men's Health and Lifestyle Show with Doctor Philip
1: Worthman explores in-depth topics of concern to men of all ages regarding their health and lifestyle in an informative and provocative way. This show is the user's manual for men: a detailed and unedited guide to male physiology. Dr. Worthman, a recognized authority in men's health and male fertility, and his expert guests stimulate informative discussions and debates in a serious yet entertaining way. From explaining how or why the male body works as it does to dispelling myths and misconceptions about men's health and sexuality, Dr. Worthman covers and uncovers it all. The Men's Health and Lifestyle Show broadcasts each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The Men's Health and Lifestyle Show, teaching men. And what they need to know to live healthy, happy, and productive lives.
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy.
2: Coming back, we have here Rob Oaker, who is a family dynamics counselor and school guidance counselor. We've been talking about the seven pillars of a family wellness plan, creating good energy in your home. This has been wonderful. I'm going to reiterate these seven pillars once again. Pillar number one is concentrate your energy on building positive family relationships. Pillar two is unplug from the TV drug in the digital world. Pillar three is cherish family dinner time. Pillar four, share and tell stories. Pillar five: exercise with the brain in motion and build heart intelligence. Pillar six is eat in ways they em- eat and drink in ways that empower your body, brain and heart. And pillar seven is validate the importance of each family member and the role they play in the family. Rob, how can you help me bring this all together as we um, close up our show?
3: Well, I just want to say thank you, and I have such gratitude to have a conversation of hope because I believe in these kids. I believe in families. You know, I think this is a great opportunity for have a, having a conversation and having a conversation for families to have some hope that, yes, things may be difficult and, yes, things are hard with some of the children, but reframing that and focusing on a pos- positive way. And so that's why I want to leave you is, is hopefully you maybe got one or two ideas. A lot of these ideas, people may have heard about it and they know, but it's just really making them a part of your life. Mm -hmm. And challenge yourself to make that a part of your life and your family if you value your family and your children. And the children are worth it, your families are worth it, and I believe that um, our future needs it.
2: Yeah, I truly do.
3: one of the things that, that really inspired me about teaching your children was, from Neil Donald Walsh with the conversation with the God, um, The wisdom that came from this was so profound that I put it up in my daughter's bedroom, and even this morning we read it together. And I want to share it with you today because it, there is a lot of wisdom, and just just listen to how this ties into what we talked about today. It's called, Teach Your Children Well. Teach these truths to your children. Teach your children that they need nothing exterior to themselves to be happy. No person, no place, no thing and true happiness is found within. Teach them that they are sufficient unto themselves. Teach them this, and you have taught them grandly. Teach your children that failure is a fiction, and that even trying is a success, and that every effort is what achieves the victory. With, no, with the first no less honorable than the last, teach them this, and you have taught them grandly. Teach your children that they are deeply connected to all of life, that they are one with all people and that they are never separate from God. Teach them this, and you have taught them grandly. Teach your children that they live in a world of magnificent abundance, that there is enough for everyone, and that it's in the sharing the most, not in gathering the most, that the most is received. Teach them this, and you have taught them grandly. Teach your children that there is nothing they are required to be or to be eligible for of a life of dignity and fulfillment, and they need not to compete for anyone for anything, and that God's blessings are meant for everyone. Teach them this, and you have taught them grandly. Teach your children that consequences and punishment are not the same thing, that death does not exist, and that God would never condemn anyone. Teach them this, and you have taught them grandly. Teach your children that there are no conditions to love. They need not worry about ever losing your love or God's, and that their own love, unconditionally shared, is the greatest gift they can give to the world. Teach them this, and you have taught them grandly. Teach your children that being special does not mean being better, that claiming superiority over someone is not seeing them for who they really are, and that there is a great healing in acknowledging the phrase, mine is not a better way, mine is nearly another way. Teach them this, and you have taught them grandly. Teach your children that there is nothing they cannot do that the illusion of ignorance can be eradicated from Earth. That all anyone really needs to be given back to themselves by being reminded of who they really are. Teach them this, and you have taught them grandly. Teach these things not with your words, but with your actions. Not with discussion, but with demonstration. For it is what you do that your children will emulate, and how you are, they will become. That's
2: awesome. Rob. Very, very well written. That was written by uh, Neil Donald Walsh. Yes. Beautiful.
3: Very wisdom. A lot of wisdom there.
2: So where do we go from here? <laughs> the sky's the limit, right? Yeah,
3: the sky's the limit. Well, I think the first thing is to, is to work on an action plan, a wellness family action plan with these seven pillars. And with an action plan, action means doing something, and energy means putting something, ability to move forward and and to, and to put something for us, okay. forth. So pick a pillar and try an idea that we talked about today. And come back and listen to the show again. Share this with a friend. Share this with a family. Build your family. Build your own personal wellness. None of this can ever be shared with your children unless you do it yourself.
2: Isn't that the truth? That whole piece of, of modeling the behavior, how tremendously important that that is. I want to talk a little bit about, this is maybe a, a silly uh, diversion, but a little bit about feng shui. And the reason I bring that up is because we're talking about positive energy in the home. And um, I know for a fact that clutter and just not having you know, anything, just too much stuff in your home just creates a really block in the energy. And um, I really urge families, let me tell you, you're listening to one of the least organized people you know, and that being me. But I have really put a conscious effort out of taking things I don't use and either giving them away or bringing them into the basement into a box somewhere. Because too much stuff, too many trinkets, too many photos on the wall, too much Furniture, uh, too many pieces of paper sitting out really can hurt the energy level of your home as well. Mm
3: -hmm. It ties in in all of that. uh, We talked about energy management. How do you manage your energy? And that piece right there in your whole environmental piece, the feng shui piece, is, again, how are you managing your energy? And so leaving with with that thought is, how personally am I going to manage the energy in my home? How personally am I going to manage the energy with my own body, my own heart, my own brain? How personally am I going to manage the energy with myself, how I spend my time, my money, how my relationships are? Ask yourself how you are managing that. And if you feel you're managing it to your best ability, and if you feel you're doing your best, then you're giving a gift to your children. And then your children are seeing that you are being the best person that you can be because you're managing your energy to have wellness and you're also then modeling that wellness plan for your family.
2: One thing that we see a lot of, and we've talked a lot in the biomedical end, is that a lot of our children's moods can be dramatically improved with helping them through supplementation. If their methylation is really off and they're having a hard time with focus and concentration, food is an important part. Being on specialty diets can, can make a big player. So it definitely, throughout all this, Tremendously helpful to do um, a series of some medical checks by somebody who really understands more of a alternative way of looking at the body as opposed to just drugs, because we really want to get our ourselves and our children's minds as, as clean as we possibly can. You know, you talked about that whole thing about how many kindergartners had TVs in their room. Mm-hmm. My big thing is going into a room and saying, "How many people are here on medication?" Yeah, and um, I would venture to say it's even more people that have televisions in the mm-hmm. room. Um, and
3: that's, again, again tying into the pillars of energy management of what we're focusing on here is the, what you put into your body and the energy that's right. happening there is going to affect your whole system. And so, again, be very mindful of how you spend your energy and what you do with your energy.
2: So look at tradi- non-traditional ways of helping your body. Um, I am not saying to go off medication by any means whatsoever because some people, it's an important bridge, but it should be a bridge, a bridge that helps you get by until you can fix the biomedical reasons, biochemical reasons that may have brought you to that end, as well as having the the positive energy, being with people who are positive. Exactly. Friends as well. We all know those friends that every time they call, you just feel drained. You just feel Mm -hmm. like you're just... If you can't even stand up anymore because they suck every last bit of energy out of you. Mm-hmm. So, um, so let's let's one last time before we close um, the seven pillars of family wellness plan. Rob, why don't you read them one more time? Then we oh, gotta go.
3: All right. Well, pillar number one: concentrate your energy on building positive family relationships, just what Betsy was talking about. Pillar two: unplug from the TV, drug, in the digital world. Pillar three: cherish family dinner time. Pillar four. Share and tell stories. Pillar 5, exercise with the brain in motion and build heart intelligence. Pillar 6, eat in ways that empower your body, brain, and heart. And Pillar 7, validate the importance of each family member and the
2: role they play in your family. I want to thank Rob Ocker. Thank you for being here today. I greatly appreciate it. You're welcome. For, for, our for our listeners, please don't forget, we have a fabulous conference coming up in Park City, Utah, this August 9th through the 12th, the U.S. Autism and Asperger's Association to learn more about this amazing family conference for the family, please visit usautism.org. Thank you once again to Rob Oker, who's been my guest. We will be off next week for the 4th of July, but we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: The Sensory Learning Center would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, A Conversation of Hope. To contact Betsy or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, A Conversation of Hope with Betsy Hicks.